Some Man City fan apparently slugged him. Oh, I like Jeremy. Shit, you're old. It was a direct attack at you. Like, you look every bit 30, huh? He'll be killed by a number of men in the dugout. Watch, watch, rumbles on. Pina colada, large one. Yes, coming in extra hot today. This uh, voice might sound a little bit different to you guys. Uh, our regular host Sean is having some uh, internet dongle issues, so it's time it's timed well actually with the return of myself and uh, some good results this week. I was actually originally going to quit the podcast, but after this week's results, I've, I've decided to join back up. <laughs> so, uh, how are you boys going, Jobber? Let's go to you first. <sighs> <laughs> uh, yeah, look, I've seen better days. Um, between between the results, Sean not having Wi-Fi internet, like it, it, it has been a tough day today. Um, I think the best way I could describe it is joyless. Um, but look, here we are, and I'm, I'm bravely going to push through. Barney, you feeling somewhat the same, or are you you more on my side of the fence? No, I'm feeling. I'm feeling. Look, I was feeling really good with that United game until then. I watched the Tottenham game, and then it sort of. You know, it was a real leveler for me. But, um, you know, just like United, Job is looking like a f- shell of his former self. So it's uh, it's great to see. I'd love to see it, yeah. Get exactly. it in. Yeah, get it in. You've got an <laughs> oh, hour. Go yeah, on, don't waste them all now, you fucking idiots. <laughs> this might be an extra long podcast too. Anyway, uh, Barney, you want to take us away with the weekly happening? Yeah, we've only got one this week and it's one we just got to get out there and, and, and see what people think about it. So uh, old Paul Skulls has been getting a little toey with his daughter. So she put a video. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to follow that Let me finish. Quick. Let me finish. I haven't quick. finished yet. Don't cut me off, Joe. Buddy, hell. We'll be getting lawsuits left, right, and center. So uh, he's, his daughter, Alicia Skulls, has posted a video of, uh, from her perspective of him. He was giving her a foot massage and then apparently started chewing her toenail. Uh, and then she captioned the video, True Love. So, <laughs> Joe. As a, uh, <laughs> as a another hit as a Manchester United, I know. Like, as a man who's already you know down in the doldrums, how does this make you feel about one of your yeah. former greats? Is this is this real? Like I, I thought it'd get better once you explained it. It gets worse. <laughs> what's what's going on there? Former hard man Skulls likes to chew toenails apparently. But he's, why is his daughter saying true love? It's definitely his daughter. No, no. It's it's like she's she she means it in like a like you know. Like a like a daughterly love, not anything sinister. But it's on the internet now, so everyone's going to take yeah, it the wrong way. You just can't, sinister. You just got to stop putting every everything online, guys. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dad, dad, dad put it well there. You get, you, not everything needs to go online. No. It's, it, you don't need to. You don't need to upload that sort of video. But I guess you know that's kids these and, days. And also just just the whole thing that they were doing, regardless of the cameras there. I think that's pretty, yeah. pretty yeah. unusual. Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. With sixty-two thousand Instagram followers or not, that's still weird. Yeah, yeah. I, right, I, well. I, I don't know. I don't know how I uh, how I feel about it, but um, clearly, I wasn't alone in the feeling of this is a bit weird and probably shouldn't be out there. It's no, crazy. I'm- that's not the worst thing that's happened to him this weekend. Yeah, true, true, true. Bad I weekend mean, for, for Scalzi, though. He was exact on his prediction of, of uh, how United were performing against Liverpool, but we'll get to that. We'll get to mm, that. Yeah. So let's crack in. Let's crack into the games because, you know, we got a big one coming up and we just want to cruise these ones till we get there. 
So the early game we had this week was Arsenal 3, Aston Villa 1. Arsenal continue their, their good form. They had a bit of a road bump last week against Palace, but this week they're back on track. Good win for them, Jobber, and good to see them back in the winning ways for you. Yeah, look, the turd sandwich that was my weekend was uh, nicely crusted by what I would consider to be <laughs> Arsenal's best performance of the season. They were absolutely fantastic, particularly in the first half. And I think what this scoreline doesn't tell you is just how well Emmy Martinez played. Holy crap, mm. he even had some big saves. Yeah, he, had, he, had, yeah. he saved an early one-on-one from, I think it was Saka. He also had an yeah. excellent save from the penalty from Aubameyang. And then there was another one as well. Like He was absolutely exceptional. But Arsenal were just in that first half, That was I think that was their best half of the season. I've, I've got a question for you about Emi Martinez, both of you actually. Outside of Allison and Mendy, I reckon he's probably the third best keeper in the league. Do you agree? Uh, top top four or five. In yeah, pure yeah. goalkeeping, in pure goalkeeping, like a uh, pure goalkeeping level, like like, I wouldn't take, type thing. He's pretty good with his feet. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Like I think he's a pure goalkeeper. He is probably the third best in the league. I was thinking about it before. I'm like, who is better than him? Like Edison's really good with his feet, but he's he has some errors with his. Hands and that, you know. Pickford's a good shot stopper when he's in form. Hayes a really good shot stopper, but we're, we're yeah, yeah, Hayes, yeah. I'd, I'd put, I'd put Martinez bring, top five. It's not a good time to bring him yeah. into the argument. But in terms of like, that, yeah. like, in terms of like shot stopping and like lack of errors, like Hayes is really good yeah. shot stopper, but has an error in him here and there. Like I think as a pure goalkeeper, he's probably third best in the league. He's probably me. better than the team he's in. You, you could say yeah. that almost. But yeah, I, yeah. I think it's one of those situations where he's landed in a team that's right for him because, as you said, he's not like a Manuel Neuer type sweeper keeper. He's a genuine shot stopping goalkeeper, and he's really, really good at it. And he's good at mind games too. I appreciate that side. Well, that that penalty oh, yeah. save from Aubameyang, like that was a good height, but that was a hell of a save. Mm, whip yeah. the shot. Um, really but I would be remiss. I would be remiss, Barney, if I didn't mention the performance of a couple of key players for Arsenal. So ML Smith Rowe was amazing again. Just like his, he seems like he's not the most technically brilliant player, but like he balances that with a good deal of effort and like old school behaviors as well. Yeah, like his goal was just like a great touch, and then the guts to keep running and got the touch from a Bamiyang. Direct. He's direct, yeah. isn't he? Very he direct. He kind of glides along the ground too when he runs. It's so majestic with the ball. Yeah. Um, and then Thomas Party. He mm. could have almost had a hat trick. Plus, he just breaks shit up so well. And then obviously Saka, like, he's just so good at finding space for himself. They, they were really – that was honestly, that was a joy to watch them in the first half. Do you think a big factor of the last couple of results for Arsenal is they sort of found that – that formation that they want to play, like, sorry, the, the the personnel to start with, like they've, they've locked in their sort of starting 11 that's that's doing a good job because I know we said earlier in the year that like Thomas Party should be a starter, I think mm. we mentioned, and and now that he sort of is, they're getting more results. Yeah. So it seems like they've unlocked the key. I think, uh, I think it's a combination. A I think they had, the, they had the pieces in attack, but they just sort of weren't coming together. Bringing Partey in into that midfield has really like straightened up that spine and he just gives them an outlet and he turns defend, uh, like defence into attack so quickly that that's really given Saka, Aubameyang, Lacazette, et cetera, the space they need. And I think you're right, like just locking that down. Ben White's got a couple of games under his belt. So he look, he's looking like pretty good. Um, yeah, I think, they're, they're I building think as nice well. Uh, to the, add to that as well, uh, Gabriel coming back into the squad and Tommy Asu yeah. coming into the squad as well have really solidified that back line and then they've sort of built off of that um, as well. And so, yeah, they're actually like – and no key injuries for like a few weeks as well has really helped them keep that squad together and keep them playing together and get better and better. 
um, all the time. So yeah, it's, it's um, I mean, it's good if you're an Arsenal fan, not so much if you're a Tottenham fan like myself. But anyway, let's uh, let's let's move on. So Arsenal get a good win there, and I believe they're up to tenth in the table. So just snuck into the top half. They have Aston Villa down to thirteenth. Yeah, my um again bring up my dark horse prediction it's not looking good they're sort of in all sorts at the moment Aston Villa they can't can't string a few wins together which is a bit disappointing well um while you're touching on dark horses there Barn, I just just like to draw your attention to the top four and uh my dark horse which was West Ham sitting nicely in fourth place there yeah just outside the top three that I predicted also but we'll yeah we'll come back to that (laughs) all right let's get into the next one and holy shit that was a big win. <laughs> Chelsea 7, Norwich City 0. And just to add insult to injury, we'll give you a red card as well. What was going on in this game, Josh? And are Norwich going to get a win this year? Yeah, they'll get a win or two. Um, it's going to be hilarious, whoever it's against. Um, maybe they'll get Arsenal the second time around. That'll be nice to see. <laughs> Revenge. Um, this one was a bit of a blur for me almost because I was watching this in bed and kind of drifted in and out of sleep as the goals started to flow in and the result was sort of sealed. So I'm sort of struggling to remember some of the later goals, but I remember just thinking it's like for a team that's so solid defensively, Chelsea just looked so so powerful in the other two-thirds of the field too. So that was quite scary. Um, Job, what, you, what did you make of it? Yeah, so no Lukaku and no Werner, and you're like, well, are they going to struggle for goals? They just mercilessly pick them apart out wide. Like Callum Hudson-Odoi and Reese James and Ben Chilwell, like they were just absolutely ruthless. Obviously, Mason Mount gets to fill his boots with a hat-trick, but like just so much happened in that game. They just absolutely tore them to pieces. This is the most one-sided game I've seen all year, I think. Like they were just yeah. lambs to the slaughter, poor Norwich. I can't <laughs> understand for the life of me how they're – like how Daniel Farker kept his job, got him re-promoted, kept his job, and he's still in the job. Like they just look so far from a Premier League team. Yeah, mm. I, I think it's a bit of their ownership being kind of happy with like being a yo-yo club. They're not – and the fans yet probably haven't turned on them. So it's things are okay. Like they could probably go down again unless the fans turn on them. Then Farker – I don't know if he'd keep his job, but like they'll – not much will change, I don't think. Until the fans turn on them, it's nothing much is going to change in terms of the management and that around the club. But yeah, I liked how um, Chilwell and Reese James basically assumed center attacking mid roles. That's how high and tucked in they yeah. were for two wing backs. They were just like so high up. And yeah, Mason Mount filled his boots with a hat trick. And uh, especially the first goal was um, the first three goals for Chelsea were actually were really nice. The little Mason Mount half volley from outside the box and the oh, yeah. Daniel uh, Reese James dink over over the keeper was lovely. But yeah, I mean Norwich don't do themselves any favors with the way they defend. And then to add insult to injury, Ben Gibson goes flying in at five nil down on a yellow and gets like not even like a contest on the halfway line where there's no chance they can turn the ball over and counter five nil. Like what's the point of that? I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, unintelligent. I think yeah. it's just it's just frustration. Like you, yeah. you're so far second best in that game. You're just like I'm just going to level yeah. someone. Um, there was even time for Mendy to make a save, and a lot of people are uh, waxing lyrical about Mendy having um, a save. So I think uh, <laughs> potentially, potentially, I think like he's doing very well, but that defense is just so solid. He really doesn't have that much. Like best most keeper weeks, in the league. <laughs> yeah. Question well, was like, it the record? The record he has with clean sheets is unbelievable. Was it was it a save or was it a block tackle? 
Because yeah. like a block sliding tackle to me the way he went was, in for it. I thought it was John Terry flying across there for a minute. I thought it was Giorgio Chiellini the way he celebrated it. Nah, the way you know it wasn't, wasn't John Terry is because he was he was in <laughs> shot when he, he oh. went for it. <laughs> Whereas John Terry come from out of shot in the tackle. <laughs> All righty. So, yeah, it was a... Um, a very poor performance by Norwich, very good performance by Chelsea. They stay on top of the table and really juice up that goal difference for them, which could come in handy with how close it is at the top at, towards the end of the year. So let's jump forward to Everton versus Watford, and Watford smashed five past old Raffers boys who only got nabbed two. And what a game this was coming back from uh, back from behind twice, Watford did. Jobber, is this a turning point for Watford? I, I don't know. I don't want to get too carried away because I feel like we oh, get carried away. Oh, do it. Just get, get yeah, completely we get, carried away. We get carried, yeah. Like I had Arsenal getting relegated by, with a record low points <laughs> five weeks ago um, and had Manchester United win the league with 114 points. But <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It was just a crazy last 10 minutes in, or last 12 minutes or so in this game. Like it sort of had a bit of everything. Tom Davies got the opener, like charging onto a cross there. And then he was heavily involved in this, the first goal for Watford as well. I think that was his mistake. Yeah, yeah. Played in Joshua King. And then Richarlison scored against his old club. Always good to see. He was looking quite ominous when he came on. And then King, Kuka and Bonaventure all got involved in the act. And it was like even more crazy because Joshua King had such a terrible time at Everton. For him to come back and bag a hat-trick against a fairly defensively stout Everton was just it was just unbelievable. So he he said um, after the game that Everton never really gave him a chance and that he doesn't hold a grudge against them. But when he woke up that morning, he was like, I've got to be on my A game because I want to prove him wrong. And I mean, he definitely has with with a hat trick like that. But I was more interested in his diverse range of celebrations. So he's saying Everton didn't give him a chance. Fair enough. First goal, he scored, pretty muted celebration, sort of just walking away, like a little bit of cheer. Second one which was also his uh, his 50th Premier League goal, he rips his shirt off, double knee slide into the corner. And then third one also, I think he ran over to the Everton fans and even gave him a bit. So he's gone through a real range of emotions there through his celebrations, which I thought was uh, quite interesting. Yeah, the weirdest part, I think, yeah, like you said, he he, he set a standard. Your first goal in, in a, like a brace or a hat-trick sets the standard of this celebration. You mm. can't go up a level. You can... You can Rip the shirt off, knee slide, and the first goal because it's like you might be one nil, two one, or something. And then you bag another one and you tone it down a bit. And then you, you bag your hat trick and you kind of like tone it down a bit more because the game's usually over if you score a hat trick. But he's going up a level. I, I can't. I don't mind it. Yeah, if I'm being honest. Um, and just just the last thing I wanted to touch on for this game was back to Richarlison's goal. So Michael Keane, um, we haven't mentioned enough about his uh, his rebirth. But that ball into Richarlison was unbelievable. Oh, my God. That like, he, was, he would was do that 100 times and not be able to hit that ball. It was just absolutely perfect. You saw him, him lining it up and you're like, this is going into the Rosie. Yeah. And then he just, <laughs> he just whips this beautiful ball in. And then, you, it, you know, it's a really good one because Richarlison just jumps at it and hits it mid midair and just floats and it just floats in. And it was, it was yeah, very nice to watch from a I could back. see Rafa covering his face. <laughs> I'm going to wear one here on the touchline. <laughs> just... <laughs> Absolutely stunning. Again, the stretch already. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was. No, that was good. pretty nice. It caught so, everyone off guard. That's why Richarlison was so free. I think. 
Yeah, no one, no one from Watford was expecting the ball to go in like that. So that brings Watford up to 14th on the ladder at 10 points. So as like they've changed managers two weeks ago and they've still got 10 points and three teams are still winless in the league. So how are they, how are they above Crystal Palace? I know. Like, I, I, know. I just feel like Palace, Palace have had like a full renaissance. And then yeah. Watford are above they've them six now. Dr- six draws Palace have had. I didn't realize how many draws they've had. Holy crap. But yeah, Watford yeah, are actually it. not looking too bad, to be honest, for, for what's go- what's going on with their season. Everton dropped down to eighth. Uh, so they've sort of had on such a high two weeks ago and two losses in a row have really given them, them a reality check. But uh, let's move on to the next one we've got here, and that's Manchester City 4, Brighton 1. Another bit of return to normality here. And before we get into how good City were, how shit was their kit, that horrible away oh. kit from Puma. And it just just in case you didn't know who you're watching, it's got Manchester City smack bang across the middle in huge text. Is it? Terrible. That's the first time we've seen it this season, isn't it? From City, yeah. I've seen it in other leagues. Yeah, the other yeah. Crap ones, but that's the I first was, City one I've I was seen. waiting for them to change into their match. Guernsey the whole it's just game. Just a warm up one. Oh, like yeah, a Mighty like, Ducks yeah, type yeah, scenario at yeah. halftime. <laughs> so yeah, chuck, chuck the real shirts on, boys. Come on, joke's over. Yeah. <laughs> No, that yeah, was pretty it shocking. Was, it really it detracts was, from the win, I think. I think you're I think you're right there, Josh. It was um yeah, like I said, reality check for Brighton who have been flying high recently, but then, you know, actually come up against a really good squad and get put in their place. Um, so Barney, I think a lot of the chat has been around Phil Foden as he got a double, but I walked away from this game thinking, My God, Bernardo Silva is some kind of footballer on his day, isn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. He's one of the Probably at the moment, top three in the league for me. Easy, like players. It's it's he's. I think we talked about it last week. Uh, um, Joe, it's exactly who Man United need a workhorse winger. Yeah, which doesn't exist at United, and like he is, and that's probably why he doesn't get as many plaudits because he is like a he does more of that grindy, uh, not as you know as flashy stuff, but it's so valuable to the team. But I feel like he can, he can like he can play it quickly. He can like glide along the pitch. He can play it slowly. He's got like a you know a shoulder drop to get around a player. Like you just see when he's when he's playing like that, he's just unbelievable to watch. He's like um, he reminds me a bit of like a, a David Silver cross Grealish type thing where he can be really cheeky and crafty, but he does have that yeah that ability to dribble in and out of players and and take up a lot of space, like move from halfway up to the attacking third with ease with the ball, take a bunch of players with him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he was irrepressible. Did you um did you happen to see that goal line clearance from Dunk though before City had put any in the net? His uh yeah. his goal line clearance that oh, was cool. unreal. Sliding back with one knee leg raised and just hits it off the shin off the line. All the City players thought it had gone in, but no no it wasn't. So uh yeah, I think uh Foden got a double, but one of his goals was a uh, Jesus shot that deflected off his leg. I'm yeah, pretty that, sure. was, so that was pretty that harsh to not give that to Jesus, wasn't it? Yeah, I had Jesus in my team as well. So Me I was watching too. the highlights like, oh, yeah, he got him in the team. That's a goal for him. And then I'm like, oh, so why do you only get an assist? So, yeah, that's an assist apparently in the Premier League as well. I'll take it. Yeah, I think yeah. this is this is a really good example of like a modern football um, fan game where you're like, Phil Foden got a double. And you're like, well... Not really. Like nah, it was going yeah. on target anyway. He, yeah, he participated, but he yeah. certainly couldn't claim two goals. It's like the one where the guy who wins the penalty gets the assist. 
Oh, okay. that's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, you're going to see this, yeah. Don't start jobber on that one. Or the bloke who, whose penalty gets saved and someone follows in the rebound, that bloke whose penalty was saved gets the assist. So does Aubameyang get the goal and the assist then? Because nah, the penalty nah, was... Nah. Oh, okay. That's not in fantasy terms, but I think oh. you, would, you wouldn't be surprised if you heard but, people saying uh, that in, in the YouTube comments. I think he might actually lose points technically because he missed a pen. Yeah, yeah. So... Emi Martinez got a lot of points because he saved it. Anyway, let's get back to the game at hand. So, yeah, great great win for City. They keep trucking along. Sort of a bit under the radar for me at the moment because they just keep winning quite easily. And so it's not as and it, you know it's not as impressive as like Liverpool going out and smashing the big boys. But, shh, shh, shh. No, uh, no, no, yeah, I know. I know. Just get yeah, there. So City uh, stay in third, I believe. And then um, uh, Brighton uh, dropped down to fifth. So just out of the top four now after West Ham's win. So let's jump over that West Ham game where West Ham won Tottenham nil. Ooh, I didn't like watching this game. As a fan, <laughs> no of, even not as a Spurs fan, <laughs> as like both teams were like yeah. pretty average. On you the did day. say to me this morning you thought it was a uh, just a bit of a boring KG match overall. It was. It was what very I saw cagey. it was, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, Barney, Spurs failed to have any attempt of any kind during the second half of this match. Um, so I think I understand why you're bored. But I don't think you're as bored as Harry Kane, who was doing his best impression of a statue on the corner. Um, <laughs> so he wrapped, was... up, he wrapped up Mikel oh, Antonio nicely God. and then just forgot that they were in the uh, six-yard box and <laughs> Mikel Antonio just put his leg in front of him and scored. Yeah. Honestly, that was like – and you could you – could, um, you might be like, oh, yeah, like he thought the two people in front of him who jumped for the header would have got the header. But at the same time, he's also got the worst positioning and he puts in like the most meager little effort like with his foot. Just like, oh, oh, goal. Oh, no. But yeah. I don't know what's what's Well, I do know what's wrong with Kane. He's not at City. That's his problem. But um, it's just like he sort of he says he says he's over it. But like if you watch his work rate on the field, you're sort of like, I don't think he's over it. And so it just, I don't know. He just, he just seems off. I don't want to, I don't want to go in on him, but like he just seems I off it. and, and it, <laughs> yeah. it just doesn't, he doesn't seem like himself. Like you watch his off the ball stuff, which he's never been like a, a constant high pressing player, like someone, maybe someone like Mane or Jota, but like he used to press a bit and then he, and then he, went, he let off, but now he doesn't even do that initial press. He just sort of lets it go run past him. And it's a worry for me. I think I think that's what surprised me most about this because I think West Ham had the better chances and there weren't a lot of chances in this game. West no. Ham probably had the better chances, but Spurs like they seem to control the ball fairly well, and West Ham tend to sit back. So I thought that Spurs would be a little bit braver with the ball, and they just weren't. I don't know if that was down to the lack of Harry Kane's movement or if they're just like they're a little bit low on confidence. But they they seem to be able to boss the ball and move the ball around, but you never felt like they were going to do anything with it. Is yeah. it? Exactly. Sorry, you go, Josh. No, I was going to say, does it feel weird to see Spurs still in sixth place as well? Is that just me? Yes. Outrageous. They've been this yeah. season. The, the table's broken. I'm <laughs> Crystal Palace is 15th. <laughs> Honestly, if I was a Crystal Palace fan, I'd be sk- I'd be so annoyed because like, Tottenham are up in six and they're in, in way down the bottom. But yeah, you're right, Josh. We, we, but that's the thing. Like, we, dominate the, we might dominate the ball or have large portions of the ball, but we do nothing with it. We get to like the front third and then we just – there's no obvious pass and we just go backwards again. Like there's no – it's really 
and I think this is what New- how Newton likes to play. It's very pragmatic. It's very like keep the ball, keep safe. No, don't do anything risky, which also means your attacking is very boring and you only get a few chances a game. You know, compared to someone like Liverpool who like a you know, rock and roll football, just like constant, just go, go, go. And it's like very exciting to watch and great as a fan. So yeah, it's um, for me watching Tottenham, it's pretty bloody boring, especially against a team like West Ham. You just soak up, soak it up a bit. But um, yeah, it's there's still definitely a lot of problems at Spurs, even though we had two good wins before this. Yeah, hopefully they can uh, sort some of the stuff out, and and whatever's going on with Harry Kane can he can sort that out too. Just yeah. it's just it's, as a neutral, it's disappointing to see him not to be oh, out of form. I don't know, lack like just not happy with where he is. Just just put some effort in, mate. I need you for fantasy. Yeah, I know. So many people <laughs> probably thinking that as well. Alrighty, so uh, let's move on to uh, Leicester City 2, Brentford 1. I mean, again, Brentford put in a great performance. Weren't they good? So good. Oh, yeah. But can't get over the line and it just like just be – I mean, it would be so good to see as a Brentford fan but also so disappointing because you're like, we were the better team again and we lost against one of the big boys. So, Jobbo, do you think it's just a a, a sort of a bit of a maybe a player quality thing compared between the two sides? I don't know. I feel like you watch Brentford and all the parts fit and all the performances are good. And I think Tony, like Tony's quality, so you're not saying he can't tuck one away, but it just it just doesn't seem to happen for him yet. And potentially it is just that like big step up. But the performances are so encouraging. Um, but so were Wiggins when they went down. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just it's not quite happening for Brentford. But I just I really enjoy watching them. Like they're fairly stodgy. They're hard to break down, but they're they're quite fluid in attack as well. But um, when you have a player of the quality of Yuri Telemans on the pitch, like something like that can happen. Oh, I, yeah, that volley. That, um, I think the shockwaves from that volley hitting the net might have been what took out Shauno's internet. So it's a shame he's not here to, to talk about that one. But you know he's probably watching a replay of it right now while we're recording this. So you, you, all, all you know is Shauno's sitting at home watching on replay just yelling, Yeah, Boa! But Brentford got level, but then Leicester had a little bit more to give, and holy shit, Dakar is quick. Oh, yeah. Look, he was shot out of a cannon. And I think it was the the timing of the the through ball, too. Like Tillerman's hitting it first time through the legs as the defense went to step up, and and Dakar shooting through was just. um, And Madison next to him as well. Yeah, it looked so fluent. that's one of those uh, fantasy mysteries where, like, in my eyes, Euro Telemans has set up that goal. Like, Dakar squares it up to James Madison. Yeah, you don't, yeah. you don't see that on the stat sheet, but Euro Telemans is, like, the man on that goal. He's played the pass that basically left everyone gone, and then Dakar's flown through, and then James Madison just tucks one home and Come gets down the nowhere. Yeah. here. I, I also think that... Uh, even further back than that, Ian Archer's hold up there was so oh, good yeah. as well. Oh yeah, and actually yeah. go back one step further. Schmeichel hit <laughs> yeah, Ian Archer yeah, from yeah, fifty yeah. yards. That was that was actually a really good goal. Now that I think back, it was <laughs> it was it, it was probably the most clinical counter attack I've seen this season in the league. Oh, and there's been some there's been some good counter attacks, but it's it's one of the best counter attacks so far this season. Like top twenty how, easy. It was <laughs> top twenty. Top it was just like. <laughs> Well, Josh, you, you don't, you don't, Liverpool don't have to counter if like the We've other team got doesn't the ball. attack. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get, so we'll get, we'll I'm not get saying to Liverpool. Liverpool press, don't worry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I think it was such a good clinical goal and showed, and I guess that probably showed a bit of the quality and difference. I think that's, for me, that's what it is at the moment between someone like Brentford and Leicester, where Brentford plays so well and they hold a lot of the ball and they do a lot of good with it. But that final cutting edge, they just don't have yet. But 
it will come as they get better and it will also come as they bring in more players. Like I'm, I, I've already got them to stay up this season. So, yeah, as they hold their position longer. Yeah, I think um, from from what I've seen of them, and I can't think of it off the top of my head, but I know I glanced at it before, and their upcoming fixtures are pretty soft. So they're going to be, I think they're going to be fine. I reckon they're going to finish in the top half of the table. Um, and yeah, if they can keep this sort of team together and play style, they, they can be pretty decent over the next couple of years, I think. But I think but, that's the challenge with those fixtures is it's going to shift from, you know, being the defensive team. It's kind of happy-go-lucky. Um, yeah, to, back, we need to, to, to win. To, yeah, like all of a sudden both teams sitting back and you're like, shit, what are we going to do? Like, And that's where you say you can bring in the higher-quality players, but will it throw off that balance and chemistry that they have? And you're going to, you know, I think the next couple of weeks are really going to, we're going to see what they're made of. But r- right now, like you just can't speak highly enough of them. Mm, yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly right. And I think none of their players in their entire squad, I believe, had a Premier League start before this season. So Tony, Tony played for Newcastle, didn't he? No, never got it. Oh, he might have come off the bench, but never. No one ever started for a Premier League team uh, in that, that whole squad. So that's like very like no real Premier League experience in that team, and yeah. performing quite that's well. Pretty good, so impressive to see. So that brings uh, Brentford down to twelfth in the table. So still a pretty good. Still got three wins, three draws, three losses. So yeah, probably like. More than par for the course of them. They're probably ahead of where they would expect to be, especially considering they've played Chelsea and Liverpool and Leicester already. Um, so, you know, good uh, good results from those. And Leicester jump up to ninth. And that's two wins in the league on the trot, three in a row in all competitions for them. So they're looking back to their normal selves again, which is uh, nice to see. And they've got Alrighty. Arsenal next week, Sam. So that'll be a cracking oh, fixture. Yeah. That will be good. Another six up for Arsenal. Bloody hell, they can't get enough of the six-pointers. <laughs> let's, let's, let's stop trying to delay it, Jabba. It's happening. <sighs> it's, it is now. Liverpool 5, Man United 0, and a red card. But we'll get to that. So Where do we start? We're playing at Old Trafford here as well. So I'm going to... I know, I know we'll, we'll get on to how bad United were, but I'm going to throw to to Halsey first. And let's talk about how good Liverpool were. Yeah, obviously United have been on a bad run lately and they were poor this morning, last night, wherever you were in the world. But as as they like to say, take nothing away from Liverpool. They were fantastic on the day. And uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, like I said, I don't know where to start. Liverpool have been fantastic and they sort of just, they played well, like one of the better games in combination with Man United being off their game so much and it just the the two clashed and it, and it just ended in such a beautiful way for Liverpool. Um you've done you've done well to stay humble there, haven't you? I, honestly, yeah. I would be if it was the other way around, I would be fucking all in on you like ruthlessly. Like I've just, got the rest of the was, week. You guys don't play again till Saturday, so I'm going to milk it. Oh, that, that's funny. Spurs as well would be fucked there too. Um, I hope so. But like it was just such a golf, like it, just one team that had all the players working in one direction, clear plan. Like the press was just out of this world. Like the like I think three of the goals come just directly from like a pass that's come from a press. Like I think Jordan Henderson played one through to Salah in the second half. Uh, Scott McTominay put Fred under pressure in the first half. The first goal was just like. Manchester United was so out of shape, and you're five minutes into the game. Mm. And Luke Shaw's running around like chasing shadows. Like, yeah, like, it was just 
unbelievable. Just two teams that could not be further away from each other. Luke Shaw looked like he was so scared about what Mo Salah was going to do. I was talking to Josh about this morning. Like he was getting dragged in so far and following Mo Salah so far across the field that he left like the whole right side of the that whole right wing for Liverpool open. And that's why mm-hmm. you see Naby Keita in about an acre of space because Luke Shaw has been dragged so far in and who knows what's going on with the centre-back pairing. But I think as well, like as much, we could we could rip up the United defence all, all, all day and the <laughs> like centre-midfield pairing as well. But I listened to Scalzi and Hargraves and, and um, I can't remember who else was on the post-match stuff, but they've all said it and it's pretty obvious as well is that it's 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 any any defense and midfield could be that exposed as well if you've got a, a forward line that just doesn't work back and doesn't doesn't lay a tackle doesn't work back to try and apply but, some sort of pressure to another team. Bunny, I don't know if that that is the problem. Like, because you can get away with that. Like, you can get away with yeah. workmen like midfielders. Like, I think the problem is they don't know what they're supposed to be doing. Like, I think some of the players think they're pressing, and some of the players think they don't. So then, like, you see Bruno Fernandes try and, like, press someone in a corner. He runs past Ronaldo, and Ronaldo's like, what the fuck are you doing? And then and, every single player after that in a chain yeah, reaction like, gets out of position. Yeah, and as yeah. you said, like, that first goal was just, like, a chain reaction of mm. every player getting caught out of position because Harry Maguire wasn't happy with the press in the midfield, so he stepped out of the line. Luke Shaw was like, shit, where's Mo Salah? Comes across, and then Abby Cater's in, like, he's got the fucking hole of Old Trafford to run around basically to himself. Yeah. yeah, but wouldn't you say that's a problem with the forward line though because they don't know don't, how to press? I don't, know where, it, I don't know where it starts Like because you, you just don't know what you're looking for. You can't be like, oh, it starts with the forward. But like by that point, it's already in the midfield. So should they be dropping off? Should they be getting behind the ball? Are uh, we pressing? Like, as you just Jamie Carragher said so adic- uh, perfectly was like, um, it's that. Yeah, so so say so the forwards make, make a wrong decision or they're lazy and it gets past them. There's no reason why the the other like nine eight or nine players behind that person should all make mistakes and be put out of position as well. You you yeah. still know you well. It just seems like no one knows what they're doing, not because they don't know how to play football, but because no one's told them exactly what the plan is. Like we like we said a couple of weeks ago, uh, in the group chat, I think it just seems like there's no plan for them to fall back onto. They don't have a style, and then they don't. I don't think they really have a leader on the field. I know, I assume Harry Maguire is meant to be that, why they paid 500 million pounds for him. But he doesn't look like it. He doesn't, they're just still, he's the one running around seeing ghosts half the time, I find. But, but I think like everyone's like pointing out individual players for having bad performances. Like these players aren't that bad. Like Harry Maguire no, no. was sensational at Leicester. Luke Shaw's had a good time. Like I feel like the problem is it's like not a cohesive unit and you look at Liverpool and you look at the way that they like set up their presses and like just it's, do it's, things it's so hi- methodically. It's hive mind. It's like a hive mind. They're, yeah. like all in this, they're all the same brain and they're just working collectively as one. They're not. Yeah, they don't, they don't think because they know what to do. Did you see? I think it was uh, it was a bit in the end of the sec first half, but even in the end of the first half, right up until like the eighty seventh or sixth minute, Klopp was like yelling at Liverpool players like he always does, like telling them they're out of position and do this, like like he had for the whole like first eighty minutes of the game, like it was nil nil, and the start of the game. But Liverpool were obviously five nil up at that stage, and it didn't matter. But he was still hounding them to press and win the ball back like they always should and always do. So they just have this default mindset of, okay, when the ball turns over, I do this, this, or this. Yeah. And, and you're, like, you're like, I'm here on the pitch. Like this is where I need to be or this is where yeah. I'm going to be. Where's the person I've got to stop? Am I the closest person? Do I need to press? Is Jordan Henderson pressing? I'll press with Jordan Henderson. Yeah, like, exactly. I, I just feel like there's so much joined up thinking there. And with United, there's just like, no, and I think like, 
I just can't understand why Paul Pogba can go to the France team and have Kante next to him and just be so exceptionally good and then come to Manchester United and just be a fucking disgrace. Yeah, while we're here talking about Pogba, what did you think of the tackle? Red, straight red. Yeah. How, is that, how is that not a red card? No, it was. it's a textbook red because he goes with both feet. One's under the ball. And he's off the ground. Him. Yeah, and one's <laughs> over the ball. I said to, the, I think I said that it's a... um. That's one they'll use to to teach referees <laughs> what a textbook red card looks like in the I future. Honestly, I could who, not believe he gave who, a yellow card for that. I was like, what I know. <laughs> who was well, worse, John yeah. Joe Shelby or Paul Pogba in their in their substitute reds? Pogba. I mean, John Joe Shelby expect it from him, but yeah, so Pogba. And it was yeah, later true, in yeah. the game too from Shelby. Like this one was like you're down. You're already down. What four nil five? No five four, nil. It, Five down five Half an hour to go. Yeah, 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 got, yeah, the goals stopped after the red card, surprisingly. Because yeah, <laughs> Liverpool took needed. the – yeah, they knew. It was like a mercy at that stage. Yeah. Mercy. Um, but, like, it was just – yeah, it, there's just such a gulf between these two teams and the direction that they're going. And, like, Liverpool, as you said, like, they've just been outstanding all season, probably a bit – like, not under the radar, but because Chelsea have been so imperious, we're probably not giving them the respect they deserve. But – like individual performances, um, Jordan Henderson I thought was outstanding. Obviously yeah. the whole back four. Alexander Arnold had a field day cater, but Mo Salah again, like a hat trick against Manchester United. So he's the first player in, I think, thirty years to score a hat trick at Old Trafford as an away player. Like, I heard and he some got stat. he got a bit of luck, but fucking hell, like a hat trick at Old Trafford, like, that's unbelievable. Yeah, I thought I heard some stat. It was. Now I won't repeat it because it was probably. I think the one you said is right. I heard something else, but go on, Barney. How unreal was that um, Jordan Henderson ball to Salah on his first goal? It's like outside mm. of the right between the centre backs. The third and one. It, that was the hat was trick. It, was it the hat trick? Was it? I don't know. There was so, so many. I couldn't keep track of them all. Yeah, oh, so really? I try, no, no. I tried to get an angle of this, but I feel like Harry Maguire could have blocked that. It looked yeah, like yeah, it was yeah, one of those, looked, one of those ones where you're like. It, 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 Mm. If you put the foot out, you you could miss it, and then you look like an even even bigger nuffy. Now it just looks like it's a really good pass, and so I don't know. It's one of those ones where it's like it's like yeah, maybe you could have, but like at the end of the day, it was still a great pass. And yeah, no, no know, doubt. Like, um, you, you, I don't think I don't think anyone's getting up Harry for not putting no, his no. leg out for that one. You get up about like the more, whole other eighty nine. <laughs> yeah, eighty nine yeah. minutes of seems like low lights you can pick on. <laughs> it seems like there's no one in the team that like like we said it's like the chain reaction of of someone going and getting caught out that the next guy does no one has it's like no one can see what's evolving in front of them like you know you you so you're say a right back and the right winger gets beaten and is coming at you 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 know you hold your shape like you can kind of predict you know two or three scenarios that are possible from where the player is at that point it's like no one in the manchester team could do that and so they're like oh i'll just run at the guy that's got the ball and then it gets they get passed around and yeah but that last goal is like the perfect example of that liverpool know that because yeah. most hours like balls in the middle of the park jordan henderson and nabby Kader and what's the other fellow's name um james milner i can't curtis jones james oh no could curtis, curtis jones could be any of them. was on curtis, curtis jones, jones on, yeah. yep so you got like Henderson's going to press. He's like, they're going to win that back in there. So Marcel's like, all right, I'm on my bike. Like, I'm off. I'm going. And Jordan Henderson wins the ball as he expects him to. Bang, head up. And he goes, Mo Salah's going to be pretty much where I think he's going to be. Bang, you hit the ball into that area and Mo's probably going to get on the end of it. And it's just like absolutely clinical. Cuts in, bang, goal. Like, it's just, they just know what they're doing. And they, yeah. they just execute that plan time and time again. It's um, mm. I'd probably... 
could have touched on it at the start too. It was a somewhat rotated squad for Liverpool too with... Oh, um, come on, mate. Oh, well, while we're here... Canate coming in. Canate, Kader and Mane on the bench. Um, Yeah, Milner. Milner, it's not bad for a start from time to time, but yeah. Fabinho is going to be in there starting over Milner. Yeah, exactly. So right to go. All right, boy. Oh, you thought it was going too easy on you. (laughs) On Nabi Kader, I mean, it looked like he... I was like, oh, he's he's just gone. He's going there. He'll be right. He'll walk it off. He might get subbed. But he was stretch it off mm. after that tackle from Pogba. Has there yeah, been any Pogba. news on his possible injury? Because I haven't it, checked I mean, it actually. Bad. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll have a quick look while we're, we're chatting. But um, what did you think of while we're talking about potential red cards? Uh, Ronaldo's little kick out in the corner. Jobba, I haven't heard from you on this. I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, who would, who would have thought? kicked him again. <laughs> Just get out of the way, Jones. There's a ball there to be kicked. And you're yeah, talking but... about one of the best players in history, man. Get off the ball and let the boys play. He's got a brand to protect, boys. Exactly. Get out of the way. Exactly. He's got, there's a ball there. He's going to kick it. He'd probably put it in the back of the net too if he hadn't blocked it. That was the uh, that was the the commentator actually referred to him as CR7 in that moment as well, which yeah. I didn't appreciate. He should, have, he should have referred to him as uh, over a thousand career goals, Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> um, no, look, I don't uh, like. He could give a red, but I I wouldn't be too upset if like they didn't like, get a red. It was, like I said to Barney, I think he, he knew what he was doing. Like, it was a frustration in kick out because yeah. the whistle had gone and he kicks again um, and then walks away. So, it wasn't like it wasn't like he didn't hear the whistle and he's still kicking the, at the ball. He heard the whistle and knew what he was doing. But yeah. then the fact that he, he was smart enough to kick the ball into him so that he didn't make contact with the player and, and yeah. all that stuff. So, there's a technicality. But, yeah, it was... It was pretty. It was pretty harsh. It looked pretty horrible. Even, even the, the first moment. one. Even the first one. You're like, oh yeah, he's done one kick. Like that's pretty harsh, but he'll leave it. And then he winds up another one and boots <laughs> him again. I, I saw on. Uh, I was trolling the internet and I uh, saw a Liverpool fan who you know didn't have an overreaction to it. Of course, it was like, <laughs> um, it was like CR7 assaults an 18 year old boy. <laughs> yeah, okay, because once you once once he assaults a younger kid, he's not a he's not a Liverpool player anymore. He's an eighteen year old boy. Um, he's over the hill. What's he still doing? Playing the mug. That's he's my like, favorite. He's, he's third leading scorer in the league, isn't he? Like, I know, I know the guy. It, that's what I mean. It wasn't. It was a classic overreaction. This is why was, uh, Alex Ferguson had to knock Liverpool off their perch, and now we've just fallen so far down. So the last thing on this shit. one, I want to bring up, and even I couldn't help but like force a smile. Was they go into Ferguson and he's looking like oh, yeah, yeah. someone's it's run so over his dog, oh. and then they go to Kenny Dalglish, <laughs> and we all remember he's how like, fantastic of a manager Kenny was. Um, <laughs> but, but, That's why it's so good. Kenny's so, laughing. He was so happy, so smug. Yeah. I was pretty sure um, Ferguson was mouthing off as well, like saying it's like a fucking disgrace or something when he was like mm. we cutting to him. It was he looked in all sorts. Yeah, no, nah, he was shaking his head a lot of the times they cut to him and, and understandably, it's, it would have been embarrassing. I think the other shot that I thought was really telling and probably, what, like I said earlier, that the board and, and some of the shareholders would really it had hit them deeply is the um, the shot of all the people spilling out of the stadium, the exterior shot of the stadium and the street was like flooded and it looked like the match was over. Like that's how many people were out in the street at that stage. Um, that was pretty, pretty horrific. It was a half time, so- I'm pretty sure, wasn't it? Just after, so, yeah. So, what do you think? I think it was about 60 minutes in, Barney. So, what do you think? Does Oli get sacked this week? No, but if if United – I was I was actually thinking if United lose convincingly to Tottenham, he's definitely gone. But I'm like, if he even loses at all to Tottenham, I think he's gone. 
because Tottenham are not a good team at the moment. Like they're in a bit of all sorts, like, you know, not as bad, but like in a bit of all sorts. So if you lose to a team that it's like, like you theoretically should be lower than you and they're also in a bit of a, you know, teething problems, then yeah, he's definitely gone. I, 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 I can't see him lose to Tottenham and keep his job, even though he's the unsackable manager. We got there. Um, what, what do you think, Halsey? Yeah, I don't think he will. I, I, I would have said this morning, yes, but um, based on some of the under, other punditry I've seen uh, around the grounds, it, a lot of people seem to think he won't. And like he, yeah, like he almost is unsackable. So I'm leaning towards that for, for at least a couple more weeks. But I guess my question is from Manchester United because it's basically just a brand at this point. Um, how do you how do you sort of rebrand? Do you sack Ollie immediately and sort of show that like this is Manchester United, like we won't tolerate that. We need world class managers and players, sort of sort of attitude, or um or do you go the whole like we we dig in and we we fight as a team and, and come together as a club type brand? Like which which way would you well, say I, they go? I just think it, it's a commercial juggernaut, and those like grassroots stuff um gets lost a little bit in obviously the commerciality, but you can't fucking lose like that to Liverpool. Like yeah. regardless if you're the global brand that you are, like you're still a football club and that global brand is built on United being a successful football club and has been for the past 20 years. Like you can't, like losing to Liverpool is like very hard to forget, but losing to Liverpool like that. And then even if they don't sack him this week, so we just keep treading water, like it just doesn't make any sense. Like, And again, from yeah. the commercial perspective, he's not particularly commercial. Like compared to like a <laughs> Klopp or a Guardiola where you can be like, oh, look at these dons of football. Like he's just... He looks so out of his depth. And even when they ask him to explain stuff, he's like, oh, I'm the manager. I'm this and that. No one's buying it. Like, it's. It, I just, just get Ronaldo drinks when he wants them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but, like you've got Antonio Conte and Zindane Sedan sort of just like sitting around waiting for big jobs with like good records. Yeah. And like, it just, I just don't know why they keep, they're just treading water. Like, and they're just going to keep treading water. Like, maybe they'll beat Spurs 2-0, but, like, the wider problems won't be solved. And they still haven't been. And, like, you can't be like, give him more money. He's got a shitload of money. Give him more time. He's had, like, two years. Like, what What does it take? I, no, I, think, I agree. I think it's about 80-20 Zidane getting it over Conte. I don't think Conte's – I don't know if he's he reckons he's, he'd have the players there to build the sort of team that he wants to. I think it's more likely Zidane. And there were rumors flying around that Ronaldo's already given his approval for Zidane to become the next manager. So that's, <laughs> no, that's the first no. stepping stone to the to the next manager being appointed. But look, like better managers like Jose Mourinho, Louis van Gaal, David Moyes got less time and less opportunity and less money, and like they were gone. What like yeah, I, that's what's so uh, weird about it. It just blows my mind. And now I'm no longer a shareholder in Manchester United, so I suppose I don't have a say. Really, you sold your shares, did you? Yeah, I sold them before they bought Ronaldo too, so that hurt. Oh, jeez. Sell the dip. That's what you're they not, say. You're not very good at that stonk, <laughs> stonk game, eh? Yeah, no. So, uh, yeah, that's that's. I think we'll wrap that up for yeah, let it United go. because it's an onslaught. Maybe we could rip into them a bit more in the preview show. Well, but yeah, we'll touch yeah. on Thursday when Sean is back. Job, He's probably got a bit built up. Exactly. Job is already dead. Let's just let's just uh, leave him alone for a little bit. So that's that's all the uh, games we want to go in depth on. A few rapid fire results. Crystal Palace one, Newcastle one. The first game for Newcastle after Brucey was gone, uh, you know, probably pretty even result here. Nothing much really happened in this one. Uh, Leeds won, Wolves Wait, won Barney, as well. Nothing much happening. Did you see the, the goal Palace? in this one? No, oh. for Newcastle. 
the bike or the fall over. Oh yeah, the, 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 the Wilson, the Wilson bike. Wilson. Yeah, nothing mm, happened. Not a, not a legit bike. I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> More of an overhead Le- kick. Leeds one. It is. It's a falling overhead kick. Leeds one, Wolves one. Leeds just can't seem to buy a win these days, um, and Wolves have now ceased their little winning run they're on. But uh, their their Korean striker, I think it's Chan. I think. Yeah, Chan. I think he uh, got a goal, so that's good for my fantasy team. That's the important notes from that one. Uh, and Southampton two, Burnley two. So Burnley figured out how to score a couple of goals, which is good for them. And Southampton can't keep another win in the uh, in the whole stuff. What's up? What's up, Job? Cracking volley from Cornet in uh, this game as well. And it was, was a real. It was a very it was good. A, mm. It was a cracking volley made in Burnley, but because you even had, I think it was a Chris Wood chest down. Um, for the play down. So I had all the elements of what I wanted to see. Long ball over top, chest down, and then Cornet lashed one home. It was it was like new football Burnley style. It re- was I, actually. A couple I of their re- last goals have been like that. I really want Chris Wood or Ashley Barnes to rip off their shirt after a goal and have a big made in Burnley tattoo across their chest. That would uh, that would just make my day. All righty. Uh, Jobber, apparently the multi got up. Yeah, I think it was pretty straightforward. I think it was like Man City to win, Chelsea to win, and Liverpool to win. So I think it paid about $37, which is it, – it's all money. Safe. Uh, yeah. so, safe, sh- yeah. Shorter's run the continues then. Yeah, it doesn't get the listeners out of their seat, but we'll take it um, and it'll start putting us back in the green. All right, exactly where, right. where can they reach us, Jabba? Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, footballplayedonpaper at gmail.com, <laughs> Facebook, footballplayedonpaper, Insta at footballonpaper, Twitter at footballonpods. For those of you with uh, better clubs, enjoy the League Cup this week. Manchester United have the week off to regain themselves before Spurs. So enjoy yeah. that. Let's see if they can do it. All right. Take care, boys. Some Man City fan apparently slugged him. Oh, I like Jeremy. Shit, you're old. It was a direct attack at you. Like, you look every bit 30, huh? He'll be killed by a number of men in the dugout. Watch, watch, rumbles on. Pina colada, large one. 